five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Thursday, March 11th. It's hard to believe we're a third through March. Uh, Pillars of the community. Uh, today, uh, we have um, the general manager of Columbia Country Club and a friend of mine. His name is Will Duthie. Welcome, Will. Thank you. You're Pleasure welcome. to be here. You're welcome. And I pronounced your last name correctly. Perfect. Well done. <laughs> I gave up correcting people in third grade. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this your uh, your first podcast have you been on? This is my first one. Interesting. Um, I, I would imagine this is this is a a large bucket list item for you, huh? I checked it off. It's you know my my inaugural uh, performance here, so hopefully I improve your ratings. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm glad I can help you with your uh, you know your bucket list items. Thank you. Um, any any other big ticket items on your bucket list that you'd like to share? You know, traveling is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, we, my wife and I went to to Paris and spent some time in France a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, we're, we were hopeful to do a trip last year, but uh, the little thing called COVID kind of wrecked havoc on, <laughs> on my travel plans, and I think yeah. everyone else's too. Yeah. No, you're not wrong there. Do you have a plans to get back there too, or not? To, yeah. Not right Fired now. Up the plans again? Yeah. Maybe? I mean, we we had we had our daughter. Uh, uh, back on March 14th, so coming on a year, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy, and so we haven't uh, haven't looked at traveling quite yet. Yeah, it's gonna happen soon. Hopefully, you know, um, March 14th. That means your daughter just turned one. She will be. Yeah. What's your daughter's name? Harper. I love that name, Harper. Where uh, where'd you, where'd you come up with that? Uh, Do you have a name list? No, we were we were kind of just spitballing names. We always thought that we would, uh, if we had a daughter, that we would name her Olivia. Uh huh. We both name. love the name, and we were out celebrating um, after one of Grace's first doctor visits, and for some reason, Olivia just didn't click, and we were kind of going, just, you know, rambling names off, yeah. and Harper came up, and we both kind of stopped, and we, we were like, that's it. Ah, Harper, like Harper Lee? Yeah. The author? Yep. Um, I, got a, I got a name list. Yeah. Uh, the latest, I mean, I just watched this movie called, it's called Mank. Okay. You heard of, I, don't know if you heard I of haven't it. heard Netflix, of it now. Netflix production. It's uh, high, it got some pretty good praise, uh, but it's basically about um, Orson Welles. Okay. Okay. Who was like a wonder kid back in the day? He he created. He's like one of the, the one of the masterminds of Citizen Kane, which is a lot of people consider one of the best movies of all time. Anyway, I was watching that. I was like Orson. Kind of, I, I like that name. I don't know many Orisons. No, that's a great name. So is that number one on your list? Now? Uh, it's on there. Okay. It's on there. You know, the, the thing about, obviously, names, it, it takes two to tango. Oh, yeah. See how Debbie likes it. But we, we see eye to eye about mo- most things. We'll see about names. Hopefully, we can get to that point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, I, you're traveling to in kind of kind of taking a few days off yep. coming up. Yeah, so we're driving down to Virginia tomorrow. Great. Great, great, great. And to also kind of celebrate pay, um, Harper's birthday. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're driving down to a uh, little area down by the Tideswater Inn where my brother and sister-in-law have a place. Really neat. So spend some time with my wife's family and uh, celebrate Harper's first birthday. Your brother and your sister-in-law. Okay. So it's a, yeah, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, so it's Grace's sister's 
husband. Oh, I got you. Who coincidentally, so Grace is number two of five girls. Yeah. And her older sister, Laura Lee, her husband's name coincidentally is also Will. Ah. So for the other three daughters, their prerequisite for their husband's name has to be Will. Carry, <laughs> carry on the tradition. <laughs> Very good. Um, oh, yeah. New York. So I'm a big uh, oh, yeah. Buffalo Bills fan, obviously. Bills Mafia. Bills uh, Mafia. They had a good year this year. They did a great year. Oh, and, um, I was cheering them on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, growing up in Buffalo, you have to love chicken wings. Are you going to say the Columbia wing? So not the Columbia wing. I'll go with the, the chicken fingers with buffalo sauce is uh, <laughs> my favorite uh, go-to item um, uh, at, at the club. So that's kind of my go-to lunch item right there. Oh, my Lord. Buffalo or Chicken fingers, buffalo sauce, and a little uh, Columbia blue cheese. They have great blue cheese. I, I had some people over for the Super Bowl. I didn't have any, didn't have any blue cheese. But it was almost like uh, a, uh, a blessing in a way. I get to go. <laughs> my mom drove me over to Columbia, picked up a big tub of blue cheese. Oh, it's the best. They make any sort of uh, wing that might be okay over the top. Blue cheese makes the chicken wing. I love blue cheese. Um, they're, the Columbia chicken wings, I love. They're like they're, they're almost. It's almost like the size of a drumstick. They're they're good, but growing up in Buffalo, they they just don't compete with a true Buffalo style this, wing. I mean, explain what what is the true Buffalo style wing? So there's it's not breaded. Um, but deep fried, little butter, a little hot sauce, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know most places kind of outside of Buffalo, they they put a lot of breading on it, mm-hmm. and you know they just kind of overdo it. They overthink the over- simplicity yeah. of a, a true chicken wing. Yeah, the essence is in the simplicity. Exactly. Yeah, gotta stop overthinking it. Um, so for hot sauces, how how would how would you gauge what's what's the best approach? Buffalo, a lot of people use Frank's. Yeah, what do you think about Frank's? Frank's is pretty good. I'm more of a sriracha guy. Sriracha. So sriracha, does sriracha do a wing deal? Not really. Yeah. Just just take sriracha. Just yeah, a little yeah. But if you're gonna make if you're gonna um, make your own hot sauce at home for chicken wings, I'd just do some butter, some Frank's hot sauce, and mix it together. Yeah. Kind of consistency that you'd like, and yeah. shake your wings in it. There you go. There you go. Um, and then I mean, if you're doing it at home. And you don't have a fryer, how? What do you do? <laughs> I have no good. Guidance. I have no good guidance on that one. You go, you go to a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. You go to Columbia, you go, yeah. yeah, you go to a restaurant for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've dabbled. I've done it on the grill. I like I like doing it on the grill. Gr- grilled chicken wings are good. You know, um, making me hungry. Is it lunchtime yet? It's almost. It's almost. It's almost. So uh, yeah, the I mean I I cut my teeth or I grew up on the. The Columbia chicken fingers. Okay. And I like how they like cut them. They cut them in two or something. Yeah. And you can see the ins- the presentation of the chicken finger. Exactly. Who would ever like look into that? But it's underrated. Yeah. They thought so of is everything. that still your favorite item at the club? I. Or has your palate evolved since mine hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. I. Yeah. Um, the great thing about one of the great things about having nieces, um, you go and you eat with Noel and Brooke. And they love their chicken fingers, and their tummies aren't that big. <laughs> so you get some leftovers. Exactly, come bring them on over. And then that the for me, I mean, growing up and still, the sweet and sour sauce, yeah, is very good. It's delicious, and it's got the chunks of yep. fruit in there, you know. So, did you guys, you guys, you don't make that over there, do you? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do make make the blue cheese, I would imagine. 
that blue cheese we bring in too. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, whoever makes it, give them a raise. Um, so you've been the general manager of Columbia for how long? Seven years. Yeah. Been at the club for just over ten. Yeah. Um, general manager for seven. Uh, seventh. The the my anniversary for as general manager was back in January, and uh, my ten year anniversary at the club was in October. When great. When did how did you how did you land at Columbia? So uh, prior to Columbia, I was at a club in East Hampton, New York, called the Maidstone Club as the food and beverage manager, and I'd been there for about two and a half years. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was working at the Chevy Chase Club. Uh, we went to school together uh, back at Niagara University, and so I was looking to move into a bigger market um, and kind of. Uh, and the whole long distance relationship thing. And so I was looking in this area specifically and had interviewed at a couple uh, local clubs and um, fell in love with Columbia and um, saw a good mentor and uh, Mr. Trotman, who's my predecessor and general manager um, that who had hired me and, and just um, we, we'd kind of hit it off, uh, you know, right from the get go. And uh, like I can't say right from the get-go because actually right. the first time I called to see if he received my resume, he said yes, but you're too young. <laughs> and then we, it's a good problem to have, I guess. Exactly, and so we 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 ended up connecting a couple months later, and uh, kind of an informal uh, meet and greet, and then he had invited me back for an interview, and kind of the rest is history. Right. Very cool. Um, how? So when you applied to Columbia, what did you apply for? So they hadn't posted a job. Jason Feller was the clubhouse manager at the club for a couple of years, and uh, he just became a GM uh, and had left. And so the, there was an open position, and a friend of mine, Greg Shira, who was the clubhouse manager at the Chevy Chase Club, yeah. knew that I was looking to move down, in, now, down into the D.C. area and said, you know, there's this great club down the street from us at Chevy. You should reach out to their general manager. He's amazing great mentor um develops kind of that next wave of of general managers this is what trotman told you no this is what my friend greg shira um, told me and um so i looked and there wasn't anything posted online so i just put my resume and cover letter together and sent it over to him or sent it over to mr trotman and um a couple days later just called to follow up and and he he called me back and said you know thanks for expressing interest we haven't quite posted the position yet um you know, if we're looking for a clubhouse manager, which I think we are, I think you're a little on the young side. Um, but next time, if you're ever in the area, just stop by and uh, let's connect. Right. And so I took him up on the offer a couple months later when I came down to visit my girlfriend. Wonderful. And then, and then when you did connect, uh, it was a good connection. It was. Yeah. It was actually. It was uh, a day at. I guess the club had lost power uh, due to a thunderstorm. Uh, for a couple of days, and so the day that I, the the day that he toured me around and I met him was the day that they had uh, regained power. So it was a seemed like a hectic day around the club, but he took you know he took a couple hours out of his out of his time to to spend with me. Which um, for those who know Mr. Trotman probably aren't surprised when they hear that, just because he's always been generous with his time, and uh, yeah. we just hit it off from there. He's a class act. He really is. Uh, he and my dad were pretty close. Um, so, and Jim Trotman, he's, uh, retired. Yeah. 
And is he what, is, is a little out of the area, right? Is he down south? Yeah, so he's got a place um, down in southern Maryland on the bay. Great. Um, he still has a place uh, in uh, Leisure World, which everyone gives him a hard time about. But, uh, <laughs> the big globe, right? Yeah, he, sp- he spends more time, I-, I think, down at his bay house than he does up here. But he seems to be enjoying retirement. Being on the water, something about the water, you know, it's pretty calming. Um, when you're, you say you're going down to southern Virginia, to, you know, the tidewater, is there any water down there? Yeah, so they're, they're – uh, kind of little cottage that that they have is right on the right on kind of like one of the the tributaries that feed into feed into the bay uh, or feed into the i think it's the rappahannock river yeah um so it's a nice little spot my brother-in-law has a little boat uh, that we'll probably go on a ride it's the best it's the best hopefully weather is what it is today i hope so (coughs) um there is something about being on the water you know you can just almost just look at it and just, you're and it, you're cool. Just you relaxes know? you. You know, it's you know, almost like, it's like I'm staring at my backyard right now. I'm looking at a big pile of sticks that I need to take care of. That's not necessarily a conversation, like stimulator. I feel like just you just stare at the water and you talk with whoever you're with, and it works. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> that was kind of the one of the, you know one of the when I was living in East Hampton, the the club that I worked at was right on the ocean. Is that right? And it, I mean, it was a beautiful spot. And uh, I took it for granted, you know, you, 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 the first couple of days you're there, first month or so, I'm like, man, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then you take the view and kind of the proximity to the ocean and the water for granted. And when I moved down here, um, which has been awesome, you, you kind of I realized that I, I took that that view and that time up there a little bit for granted and didn't enjoy it as much as I probably should have. Yeah. Human nature, I guess. Um, it's uh now you got a great golf course to look at. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So the the club in East Hampton they did have golf up there. They did, yeah. So they had a eighteen hole course, um, which is absolutely stunning, and then they have a short nine hole course. What's the name of the club? Maid uh, Maidstone Club. Maidstone. Cool. Cool. Um, not is that a nine hole course? Uh, an eighteen and a nine hole course. Yeah, the nine hole. That's more my speed. Yeah, that was where I kind of cut my teeth into golf. They, they, <laughs> I, I, do, I was just starting to learn how to play, and so I don't think they would have let me out on the big course uh, and, uh, right away. Yeah, in I, I, I thought I just heard something about in Canada they're they're making twelve hole golf courses. Interesting. Yeah, twelve is a good number. It is a good number. You know, round number eighteen get, get yeah. you out a little bit faster than an eighteen. Exactly, exactly right. But um, so you play much golf now? I do. I'm not very good though. <laughs> I'm terrible. I enjoy it. I I enjoy playing. It's relaxing. I, it's, it's so a cool. Chance for me to put my phone put my phone down for a couple hours yep. and enjoy my enjoy the company whoever I'm playing with and yep. enjoy being outdoors and and try not counting my strokes because uh, that that's the part that gets depressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, was gonna say, yeah, golf. Oh yeah, I, I was talking to a um. A golf course architect. Okay. And he was saying, and maybe he's a little bit biased because that's what he does, but to, I, I, try to think of a way to um, t- take X amount of acres of land for a golf course, um, and it's the most beautiful way to make to make that land look. You know, is to say, is why don't we have a golf course there? Um, it's a tribute to. Um, a plot of land, you know, um, and being out in it and walking uh, or riding, 
it's just as you said it's uh uh, it's, it's therapy almost. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think you know, gol- a good golf course architect is, uh, I think, an artist first, 100%. an architect second. Yeah, it's more, it's more art than than science, I guess. Right. Yeah. It comes from the heart. Yeah. How's your golf game? My golf game uh, uh, is non-existent right now. Okay. <laughs> I got to dust them off though. Okay. You know, my my brother-in-law Henry. Uh, he and I are in a two-man tournament, and actually, you know what? I'm playing tomorrow with him. Okay. For the first time. This practice round for you guys, or first yeah. match? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big spoilers, maybe for this year's uh, two-man tournament. Oh, baby. Um, so I'm gonna be getting out there more. Good. That's the that's the, the moral of the story. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> but uh, I imagine the club has been a buzz ever since. I mean, people are just chomping at the bit to get out. Yeah, you can just with the weather breaking this past week, uh-huh. you can really, really tell that uh, the membership's excited and anxious to kind of get back out there and and kind of resume outdoor activities and and you know just their outdoor routines and how they use the club once the weather breaks. Right, exactly right. Um, my dad, my dad <coughs> used to say, Columbia is is a, a golfer, a golfer's club, you know. Um, and, uh, when it's not golf season, it's very noticeable. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, uh, paddle, I mean, the pat the paddle outdoor paddle has a pretty large contingent, huh? It's the paddle at the, at Columbia has just been off the charts the Unreal. last couple of years. Unreal. Uh, I mean, we have four courts and I feel like during the season we need eight to 10 just to, right. to for be able to help the demand for, uh, both members who are coming to play in our leagues or just want to come out and play with some friends. But uh, it's, it's, it's gaining in popularity year after year. Yeah. It's like yeah, your slot. I think I was talking to Henry. He's like, yeah, I got to wait. I got my slots like at nine thirty to play. I'm like, geez, peasy. Yeah. And that, that's, that speaks to the demand of the sport. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fun sport. I, I tell, you know, new members or prospective members who, you know, may, they, who may not be familiar with the game, you know, and ask, you know, can I, can I play it? Is it easy? And I, I asked him two questions. I said, can you drink a beer? Like, yes. Okay, bend, the el- bend the elbow. And then I was like, can you play ping pong? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then you should be able to play paddle. Like you'll be able to find, you know, you know, find <laughs> your, find your groove. If you can do those two things, you'll fit right in with, yeah. with our group. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's some people, myself included. It's like, it's like tennis and like, I don't know, like tennis is, it's a hard. That's a hard sport to pick up, you know. It's, I mean, like it's not in the good, the great, cool thing about my, as my mom always marketed it to me, is like, hey, you can just. It's like you're in a cage. You can climb all over the walls and like you can play it on the walls. And like you'll love the thing. Yeah, uh, it's it's fun. It's, when when I lived in East Hampton, uh, they have two paddle courts there that the membership just never used. And there's a couple uh, uh, myself and there's three or four other employees that we kind of get get some matches after work together and and play a little bit. And I have no hand-eye coordination, so by no means am I am I any good at paddle. But um, I felt like I could hold my own and had some fun playing. That's great. You get a little workout, huh? Exactly. You work her outer. You, you look you look lean and mean. I appreciate that. I'm good. not. You know, I'll take the dogs for a walk once a day, yeah. uh, or as or as often as I can, uh, when it, especially when it's nice out. But um, I I should get back in the gym, but <laughs> but. You got a good metabolism or something. So far, knocking, I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Um, so you you get to the club usually eight or so in the morning. Yeah, like typically that? yeah, eight o'clock. You know, nine maybe the latest. So uh, give me your give me your typical day, maybe if you don't mind. So get to the club between I'd again I'd say eight to nine o'clock, and you know this past year it's been a lot of Zoom meetings, which yeah. I, I don't think I've sat in front of my desk as as much as I have mm-hmm. this year um, ever before. So I'm I'm kind of excited as COVID starts to break, they'll mm-hmm. be able to you know have more meetings in person and be able to spend more time with the membership and, mm-hmm. and the staff. Yeah. Um, but then it's at the club and just meeting with, whether it's with employees, you know, vendors, contractors, if we have a, pro- if we have a project going on. Um, and then later in the day, you know, whether it's during lunch or um, when dinner starts, try spending some time in the, you know, in the dining room, saying hi to members, you know, yeah. checking on their experience or down by the first tee. Um, and then I usually try heading home during the, I'd say during the week, you know, between seven thirty and eight thirty, and on the weekends between eight and nine. It's a full day. It's a long, it's a long it's day, a long but day. It, it keeps, I, I like to keep moving and, and it keeps me busy and it keeps me, you know, and I, and I, I love working with people and being around people and it's, uh, you know, the club environment, you know, offers itself, offers that to, to anyone who works there. What is it about? I'm, I'm, I'm in a similar way. I, um, I like being around people. What do you think is about being around people that for you and is so enjoyable? I think from a from the member from you know, interacting with the membership, you know the the club's there to create an experience for them. Yeah. And when you see that you're creating that experience and that it's working, yeah, um, it's very reward. It's rewarding. You can you, you know you you don't have to have someone come up and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, dinner was great or we had a great round of golf or, you know, everything's great. You can kind of see it if they're enjoying the club and if members are coming out and, and using the club. Um, it means that that experience that they're looking for is there. Um, on the employee side, just seeing employees develop, um, grow, um, you know, their family, you know, as they as they grow with the club, you know, the, the their family dynamic both at home and, and here changes and you know, seeing some of our young kind of rising stars grow up and, you know, become head golf pros or superintendents or general managers or executive chefs. Um, but also seeing some of the younger staff kind of, you know, grow up, go to college and start a career of their own. It's it's and feeling as if you played a part in kind of helping mentor them it's great. Uh, is, is pretty rewarding it's as well. It's a win, win, win all across the board, I'd probably I'd say to see people to give people joy. Absolutely. You know, to enable. We're in the happiness to set, business. To set people up to have fun. Yeah, yeah. Is fun. Yeah, you're, we're, the, we're the there. The happiness business. I, yeah. like that. I like that, yeah. Um, that's, that's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, the, uh, so you're the employee base or uh, Columbia. How many employees would you say? So we have, um, in, or throughout the year, we have 250 and then kind of, I would say, in season, so your Memorial Day to Labor Day, um, we peak at about 350, middle of the summer. Yeah. And then come October, we're back down to about 250 again. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're the point of all those guys. Yeah. Pretty much. That's yeah, all the ladies and gentlemen you're the, you're the, in. Yeah. You're the general. Yes, sir. The general manager. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like your job? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Would it's, you call it like a dream, a dream come true for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I didn't know. I, I kind of fell into clubs. I, I yeah. grew up working in restaurant and at a restaurant kind of right around the, the block from where I grew up at my, uh, my parents' house. And I thought, you know, I'd go to college, get a degree in restaurant, hotel management and business degree and, 
graduate and I'd walk out, go to a bank, they'd give me a big loan and I could start my own restaurant. That's fun. Maybe, I, I maybe, maybe I, next chapter. Yeah, I won't tell you when I found out that that probably wasn't going to be likely. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, you know, at some point during college, I kind of fell into, the, you know, the private club industry and, and fell in love with it and um, right, had, a, had a great experience at Maidstone. And, and, you know, I would say that, you know, having the time that I've spent at Columbia has been a dream come true just between the staff um, that I'm, that I'm able to work with and, and the team that we have every day and, and just the, imb how embracing um, the membership has been. That's great. Um, you went to Niagara. Yeah. Niagara university. Yeah. So small little school just North of Buffalo. Cool. Um, when, so when you're there, do they have like a, a, a hotel and hospitality? Hospital? What's, yeah, the, what's it, the degree called? So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a business degree, but it's a hotel and restaurant uh, management major. Mm -hmm. um, that was my focus. And so, you know, kind of, you know, very niche specific classes. I think within my major, the m most students I ever saw in one of, my in one of the classes I attended was maybe 16. Mm -hmm. So hands-on experience, which was awesome. Um, great teachers who had been in the industry or um, were really able to kind of set a good set us on a good path after mm -hmm. graduation. That's wonderful. When do you? Uh, when, what, what was your? What pointed you in that direction? Do you think back when you were in college for business and then hospitality? I mean, it, I had been working at a restaurant. It was funny. I, I initially thought I wanted to go um, and get my so uh, degree in sociology. <laughs> I did that. And uh, <laughs> I'll podcast. Yeah, and I and I remember sitting down with one of my professors who was trying to help me set my schedule for classes the the next semester, and he said, "Okay, like you have to figure out what you're going to go to school for now." Uh huh. And I was like, "I think I'm going to do sociology. Like, let's get on the sociology track." And he said, "That's awesome." when you graduate, what are you going to do? And he had stumped me. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to, and he's like, you may want to reconsider why you want this degree. Well, why did you want sociology? You think in the first place, it, the people part of it, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of understanding, understanding groups of people. Yeah. And, and I, and just, and just fascinated by, you know, human nature and, and how we can, and, and the impact that each one of us has on someone else's life and, and being mm -hmm. And, um, I, I didn't kind of realize, kind of switching tracks going back to the kind of hospitality side that it's really a business about making people happy and enjoy themselves when they're with you um and kind of you know pivoted a little bit and um, picked up a couple classes on the hospitality side of things and just kind of again just fell in love with it yeah the professor you talked with gave you great direction um taking the i would think the uh <clears throat> The theoretical ideas of sociology and applying them, yeah, to the to the practical uh, application of uh, hospitality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He That's was. Great. I look back, and that was a pivotal pivotal conversation in my life. That uh, you know, going in that day, you know, had an exp it was one of those like life changing conversations. When you look back on it, um, that I'm, I'm will always be grateful for. Like angels placed in your path. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Keep your eyes wide open. You never know when. Lightning might strike, and uh, might be an angel in your path. Um, it's, a, it's a good, uh, good idea, good lesson to everyone. I mean, kind of maybe to who you are, and I think we're similar in the, in the regard of uh, our curiosity and human nature, and just everyone. I think everyone has a story. That's kind of one of the large reasons I was telling you behind this podcast, um, which I think is a great idea, by the way. Thank you. That's really, really cool. Thank you very much. Great concept. Thank you so much. 
um, everyone's got a story, and it's fun to, um, no matter who it really is, to to talk about um, like the whys behind the story or what what motivates people, what make, what makes people happy. Yeah. How how did Enjoy. how did how did we get to this desk today? Right. How yeah. then our how did our paths collide and and you know. Columbia is a big part of why that's why that's happened. Why we're sitting here. Uh, amen. Amen. Um. Uh. Any any uh, funny stories that you wanna, might want to tell about uh, being at the club or anything? Anything weird? Now I should have anticipated. Want to throw out? There? I should have anticipated this question. <laughs> uh-huh. I have written down here. What's the hardest part? What's like the easiest? Or just give me something weird and so, funny. So, so I'll give you a weird and funny story that almost derailed my career before it even started. Oh boy. So 16 years old, just got a job working at the restaurant, you know, around yep. the block from my parents' house. Yep. Um, I think I'd been there for maybe four weeks and Easter was their big day. Yeah. Like Easter Sunday, they went, they go all out. The restaurant. The restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And so um, the host at the time, his name was Ernie Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he stopped by and he said, you know, Will, can you sweep the sweep the restaurant so i was like sure so i got one of those little you know sweepers and kind of was go- going around the restaurant and and um walking by this booth and this guy starts grunting and so i, d- I paused and just kind of kept going and you know swept the rest of the restaurant and yeah. went back to kind of you know doing my thing and the host comes back over maybe 15 minutes later and he's like you are in deep trouble and i was like what did i do He's like, that guy in booth three, he ripped his pants off. And I'm like, what? What do you mean I ripped his pants Sir off? Sweeping. And he's like, yeah, he's furious. Jim's coming out, who's the owner of the restaurant, to talk to him. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting fired today. I got to tell my parents this. What am I going to do? And come to find out when I was sweeping, a string from his suit pants was hanging basically was loose and the sweeper picked it up and as i went you know 100 yards down the rest of the restaurant that string wound around the wheel of the sweeper and undid the the um, seam in his pants holy smokes so they had to go over there and staple his pants back together so we could leave um (laughs) he did return for mother's day so he (laughs) he was a returning customer he liked the staples it worked Um, like the the staples yeah yeah i guess so yeah of the restaurant yeah um (laughs) So I look back and I'm like, oh, my, can you imagine if I got fired? I may not be sitting here today uh, had that had that, you know, gone south. Amazing. Amazing. It's like one of those things. It's like uh, that's kind of my it's a funny story. It's a funny story. And I'm glad everything worked out fine with the, with the guy. Um, one of my takes on reg- on regrets is that why I don't believe in them is that if. If you're happy in the moment, clap your hands now. Uh, if you're happy in the moment, <clears throat> then if you change anything in the past, you might not be in the moment being happy. Yeah, does that make sense? Butterfly effect, great movie. The, the, the butterfly. If you change, yeah. if you look, if you change any little thing, like what you're saying, you know, what if, what if it did cause a stink, and maybe you got, you got, you got asked to leave the your your, your gig at the restaurant, you could have pointed a whole different direction. Oh yeah, you know, maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. You, we don't but know, even, though. But to play that hypothetical game, I don't like to do. Yeah, me either. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't do regrets, because I'm happy. You know? Content. I like that. 
Yeah. It's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. So, but I remember, you, I think you were at your position when the when the car, a car, the car drove onto the golf course. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh. That was a couple years I ago. I think two. Not last. Not the not last Labor Day, but the Labor Day before last. Um, I remember waking up that morning, um, got out of the shower, and I have a call from our superintendent saying, uh, and he left me a voicemail saying, Will, this is urgent. Please call me back. <laughs> so called him back. Hey, what's going on? And he's like, there's a car in the greenside bunker on number 15. <laughs> and I'm like, a golf cart, right? Like, why did, how did a golf cart get? He's like, no, like a, a Honda Civic is literally in the bunker on 15. A large golf cart. Yeah, and I'm like, What? And so apparently the night before, a couple kids had some fun, <laughs> got lost in uh, Chevy Chase, Maryland, and took a couple wrong turns, clearly, and ended up on, on our cart path and went down the hill on 15 and ended up uh, just short of the green and hung up on the lip of the bunker. How the heck did you get it out of there? Had a tow truck come out that morning, um, pull it out, and... Um, the staff had to kind of the, the the green the greens department had to kind of quickly go out there and try rehabbing that as best they could because I think we had like a hundred and forty some hundred and fifty some golfers coming out that day. All hands on deck. Yeah, so you could imagine um, everyone was that was kind of the talk of the town yeah. on Labor Day. Did yeah. you see the bunker or the car in the bunker on fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just when you thought you'd seen yeah. it all or something. Like yeah, that. something I never thought I'd see in my career, but no, 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 uh, golf cart. Okay, I wasn't sure. Honda Civic? No. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it must have come, you think it came down the hill? Yeah. So Past I, the paddle courts, do you think? Yeah, so I think it went down the hill past the paddle courts, and then I think it drove um, up the cart path um, alongside 18 and kind of got to the top of the hill there where the tunnel is. Holy smokes. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to kind of, I can't go through the tunnel, so I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do a little, just go around here. And they ended up on 15 going up the hill where there's no cart path. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I think just kind of lost track of kind of the, 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 the um, kind of slope there and raced down the hill into the into the bunker. Uh, and I'm glad the bunker, if it wasn't for that bunker, that car would have destroyed the green complex. So uh-huh. um, in hindsight, that bunker was uh, was a hazard. Uh, both for the golfer and for the driver, <laughs> uh, but it, it saved the ju- green. Did its job exactly. Yeah, protected yeah. the green. Protected the green exactly. That's what bunk- bunkers. Uh, they know. That's what. That's why we like the bunkers, right? Exactly. Well, when cars are driving I, I, yeah, on the yeah, golf exact, course, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny, funny stuff. What is? I mean, what I would let me let me let me take a guess. Let me take a stab at this. I I would think you're the the mo- what you enjoy most about your job would be walking around and seeing the the joy and the happiness that's going on at Columbia. Absolutely, the spirit of Columbia. Yeah, that's you know if 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 I'm having a rough day or one of those you know as we all have at work where you go in and you're just it's a it feels like a long day. Um, you know, I I kind of take a break and just kind of walk you know take a walk through the club. So, see the so interesting. See our team and yeah. um. And, and kind of engage with them and, and see the membership and, yeah. and engage with them. And, and it kind of puts everything into perspective of, yeah. um, you know, it's it's one day in the, in the, in the scheme of things. And um, overall, you know, it, it's it's never going to be as bad as sometimes we think it, it, it may be regardless of the situation. Yeah. 
but kind of seeing the people that make the place special that's always uh, a, a good way to kind of uh, restart restart you things you tap into the columbia spirit you tap into the positive energy yeah around, that around yeah that warm the spirit of columbia it's a natural sort of upper i mean you might be dealing with stuff inside the confines of your office or wherever you might be but if you just get out there and see the smiles and, and the joy yeah you can feel it it's uh it's certainly something the spirit spirit is alive and well at columbia it is yeah. you know the uh, as i I always look back when on the my second uh, meeting or interview with Mr. Trotman. You know, he had he had said, uh, you know, will this uh, this membership here special? You know, they're not they're unlike any other membership that you'll see at a club around the country. That they really they really care about you. And I kind of th- I'd heard that before from other whether general managers or club managers and. Yeah. Um, just kind of thought, okay, like that's what everyone's gonna, yeah. that's what everyone's gonna tell you. Yeah. And uh, I would say a month into the job, you could tell that this was a different place. That's that right. the membership really does care um, about the team and and the staff that's there to support the club and and to operate on a daily basis. That they they take an interest in you, and, and that kind of it, from a culture perspective and a work environment perspective, that's special. It's very special. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's kind of, I would think it's similar to like if you take if you look at a school like a school analogy, um, the kids that you admit <coughs> into the school that that that, that determines the school. Yeah. Obviously, teachers are important and everything like that, but it's like it's what uh, it's it's the the kids that go out into the community and wear the jackets and like you know. So you got to make sure you're um, the right kids are coming in. Yeah. Same same thing with respect to the to membership. Absolutely, you know? it's you, you, you want the membership committee. I think is maybe one of the most important committees. Absolutely, because you know they're they're protecting the culture and the traditions that exist and the people that have uh, made an impact on those throughout the club's you know hundred plus years uh, of history and making sure that we you know we stay on the right track and and you know the member the membership as a whole is just i mean it's absolutely incredible to see we have 1500 families so 4000 some you know residents of of the the DC metro area primarily you know Chevy Chase Bethesda Kensington DC um, and then you add in 350 employees you know it's a big it's a it's a big part of the community and uh, it's a large living organism Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so fifteen hundred is fifteen hundred the num the uh, number that you try to stay around. Yeah, so that that's I would say since I've been at the club, we've always kind of hung right around that number. Um, you know, you have members that you know will transition categories. You know, they might become non-resident because they're moving to Florida or moving to their beach house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you when we introduce new members to the club, you know, kind of the the members that transition to other categories or you know. If, in the unfortunate circumstance that someone passes away, um, you know, that, that's a tough part of the job, you know, thinking of it, um, is you, is you have this connection with the, the people that you're there to serve and to welcome, um, and having been there for 10 years, you know, that's, I think that's probably one of the more difficult parts of the job is seeing someone that you've built a connection and a relationship with, um, that you're used to seeing around work that, you know, they're no longer there. Yeah, I was, was going to ask what's the, the hardest part um, of your of what you do. Um, I, I think that I mean, I th- from a from a personal perspective, yeah, that yeah. that's you know that I I would say that's the number one thing that's um, 
you know, it's tough, especially when it's someone that, you know, you, again, you're used to seeing around the club and, yeah. Yeah. you know, they come in and, and they're just as interested in, in your life as you are in theirs. And, yeah. um, it, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's like losing a family member. Yeah. It's uh, like you said earlier, you're in the, you're in the business of, of people, you know, yeah. you're interested in them. They're interested in you. Um, it is like, uh, there's 1500 families, but the whole, and the whole thing is a, is a family, you know, whole thing. Oh, yeah. Is like so, um, it can be, it's, it's like a double edged sword. It can cut both ways, but it's beautiful. Um, and so much fun and, uh, it's a really, really good thing. But then, you know, like any relationship, you yeah. know, um, <coughs> you take it away or, you know, it hurts. It hurts. It's, yeah, it's tough. But but on on the on you know to look at the positive side of things, it's also pretty cool to see, um, you know, members that you know haven't been at the club for ten years. You know, I, I've seen kids that were, uh, you know, six, seven, eight. You know, yeah. and now they're you know off to college or yeah. you know I I turn around and I see them sitting on the the chairs, you know, having a Miller Light. Yeah. Like, what like are they are they of age and i'm like oh yeah that was 10 years ago when they were in camp columbia you know they're they're of age and they're able to uh it's fun to to, to enjoy the club as as a member now so you know that that's a pretty cool part too is is just seeing you know the 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 membership that 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 you're working with and and seeing their you know they're they're going through their life cycle and seeing grow up graduate yeah growing up graduations getting married having kids um, and they come back to the club and they get married at the club. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool thing. That's, that's where that's why it's an, almost an extension of your of your, your home or your family. Yeah, um, we tell everyone it's it, you know we want this we want the club to feel uh, as if it's it, as if it is your second home. Yeah, that you're that comfortable when you're at the club that the membership and the staff make you give you that you know what we call the warm Columbia welcome. Amen, amen. Special thing, special place. Um, um, all right. We're might we're, I think we're about at that time, uh, but before we go, I want to introduce a new, maybe a new element to the podcast. It's called the chat pack. Fun questions to spark conversation. Okay. Are you willing to do the, the inaugural chat chat pack? I'd love to. Let's do it. Alrighty. Let's see here. Random card. Okay. If a local radio station offered to let you have your own thirty minute show each weekday morning. What type of show would you have? I think it'd have to be uh, focused on sports. Uh huh. Because I think you know, outside of outside of work and family, um, as as I think I shared earlier, you know, big Buffalo Bills fan, uh-huh. you know, big uh, big sports fan in general. So I think I would have a lot of fun with that. That's um, cool. And was a big, you know, I I I I think I actually may have cried when uh. Mike and Mike in the morning uh, when their show came to an end because I, I felt like they were like a morning sports yeah institution yeah. that I let either watched or listened to every day growing up and, and even as as a, as a, an adult and so when they when they broke up I kind of felt like it was uh you know friends parents like getting a divorce or something <laughs> <laughs> part of the family exactly exactly yeah. so I uh, so they I think take I think their spot yeah so I think I'd, I'd I'd focus on sports that's the Kevin that's the Kevin Sheehan story. For sure. Yeah. You know, um, I would do exactly what I'm doing, I guess. Pro, I was going to say, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we both, we both have microphones here. Yeah, so. no, we're, yeah, we're doing some, some version of radio. Anyway, um, 
uh, Will Doofy, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. This was this was great. You're welcome. Uh, fun. Uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Please, anytime. But, I'd love uh, to come back. Yeah. Keep it, keep doing the great work you're doing over there with with the people, being the general. Thank you. Le- leading with love. Thank you. I appreciate that. And stuff like that. It's uh, it's it's evident. You know, it's evident. So. All right. Good. Thank you. All en- right. Enjoy your day. You too. Thanks for coming.